0: Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics. It's Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Here are the big political stories we're talking about today. The Prime Minister says he won't back down, even if there are consequences, from fighting back against Chinese interference. We understand uh, there is retaliation, uh, but we will not be intimidated. We will continue to do everything necessary to keep uh, our... Uh, our... Canadians, uh, keep Canadians protected from foreign interference. Canada is seeking a seat on the UN Human Rights Council. There is a clear backlash
1: happening around the world as we speak when it comes to human rights. And we just can't stand idle, just screaming from uh, you know the sides, saying basically that we should be doing something without rolling up our sleeves and getting involved.
0: And the Liberals speak out against a Conservative MP they say is trying to restrict abortion access through a private member's bill. We are not a government uh, that will trick people uh, into places that would limit the access to women across our great country to get an abortion. That will never happen under our watch. Joining us is Joël Denis Bellavance, Ottawa Bureau Chief for La Presse. Salut Joël Denis, how are you today? Very
1: good, thank you. How are you Julie?
0: I'm just great. So, uh, you know, this story on Chinese interference, a very dramatic step this week when the uh, diplomat Joe Wei was told to leave the country Uh, But, you know, the opposition saying, "Okay, finally, you've done something, but there's more to do. Like, where do you see it going now?
1: Well, it it is interesting to uh, see that the questions being asked, are there any other MPs who were targeted by China with those maneuver? We know about the case of Michael Chung, but uh, a report from CSIS uh, said or mentioned that there may be have more MPs that were targeted by China after that vote on the Uyghur resolution saying that uh, it was a genocide in China. So we need to keep asking questions, us reporters, to find out whether those MPs who were not identified so far uh, are, will be uh, known in, in the coming days. And if that's the case, that issue will evolve into a bigger issue because we know one case, but are there any other MPs? And the black car was asking that question. I think uh, the Conservative Party should ask that question itself to all its MPs. Um, same thing with the NDP and the Liberal government. Um, uh, so that story, I think, is still, you know, a major story and will continue to evolve. Now, the question that we have to ask ourselves, you know, would China expel one of the Council general from Shanghai after we expel the uh, console from from uh, from Toronto will there be more uh, retaliation that's the unknown for now some experts feel that this is a tit for tat for from China that it will stay there because China is trying to recover make sure that its economy recovers from the covid-19 uh, pandemic but we we never know with China China is a very uh, big country very big powerful economy And it has become unpredictable. Uh, So uh, I I think Canadians should brace for more uh, retaliation in that following the expulsion of the Chinese diplomat.
0: Right. Now, so the thing is, when you talk about how many other MPs, certainly I've heard um, ministers being asked this and scrums and so on, uh, that... When Michael Chong was given a, a what he calls a general briefing, yep. he wasn't the only one. There was up to forty other MPs. So, like, were they given general briefings, but they were also targeted? Uh, we don't we don't know. Like, it's interesting that he would be the only one that's targeted. It's true that he was the foreign affairs critic for his party, and he has relatives in Hong Kong, so yep. that makes him perhaps a bigger target. But, but you know, were, yeah, were there more? Exactly.
1: And and that's a relevant question that we'll be asking, you know, the MPs. Um, you're right in saying that the CSIS briefed uh, close to 40 MPs or candidates in the uh, uh, last election, in the t- 2021 elections. And that's a, a, not an unusual. I'm told that they meet regularly MPs to just advise and be careful the communications you're having, the meetings you're having. And, and so on. But it's a general uh, meeting with general comments. Uh, they're not very specific. That's why, uh, even though Michael Chung was met by CSIS representatives, uh, he was not told that he was specifically a target. Right. And that only came out uh, in, in the Global Mail a couple of weeks ago. Um, so uh, that's why we need to ask uh, those questions. Who else was targeted by China uh, following? Uh, the the vote in the House of Commons on the Uyghur minority in, in China.
0: Right. And the other thing, Joël Denis, is, you know, all the parties in the House, except for the Liberals, passed a motion, uh,
1: yeah.
0: I guess it was yesterday, uh, that included other demands, you know, to set up a um, um, a registry, you know, which apparently the government's looking into that and has finished consultations, and to deal with these uh, China-run police stations in canada that the government keeps saying well the rcmp is looking into those and so on uh so like there's a lot of stuff bubbling it, it, around
1: it, yeah you're right and they're also demanding a public inquiry and i think uh, the uh, events of the last few days will probably convince the special rapporteur david johnson to uh, recommend a public inquiry um i think we have an accumulation of uh events that you know no one cannot come. And nobody cannot come to the conclusion that we need a public inquiry, with you know some limitations as to what can be real revealed because of national security. You talk about uh, the police stations. Uh, there are two that were uh, um, uh, known in Montreal. The med- public security minister said that all those public uh, police stations were closed, shut down by the RCMP. But then, following that statement, representative some. The uh, the uh, police station, not the police station, but the uh, cult association, Chinese association, said we're still working normally. We haven't seen the RCMP around. We haven't talked to them. So there's conflicting messages on an issue as, uh, as important as this from the government. So it doesn't help the cause of the government no, in trying no. to convince that it has control of the over the issue. Whereas in uh, the United States, in New York, the uh, police over there shut down a police station, a Chinese police station, so-called police station, and uh, laid charges against two people. We haven't seen that in Canada. No,
0: no, no. It seems every day there's a lot of people with egg on their faces. Like a lot of egg on their
1: faces. Yeah, yeah. And and imagine one second if the uh, uh, special rapporteur recommends a special inquiry, a public inquiry. Mm -hmm. And we uh, learned through this inquiry that the prime minister's office, the government... Was seized with those allegations, but did nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, that's going to be big trouble for the government in the long term.
0: Right. So we can't get ahead of that. However, May twenty third is when David Johnson yeah. is supposed. That's just around the corner.
1: That's so, a couple weeks from now. So, like, yeah, he, he must
0: be, he must be sitting there going, "Oh my God, what next? What's happening next?" You know. <clears throat> but that's going to be his job on May twenty third to pronounce what happens next, right? So, um, but the other quick point to mention is that all this stuff about Michael Chong and whether his rights were violated as an MP, this all, this whole question also goes to a committee, the a procedure yeah. and house affairs committee. Like yeah, it just never seems to stop.
1: And in the meantime, we have a, a debate about the question of privilege and that uh, can be a long debate and it will have an effect of certainly uh, uh, delaying the government's agenda until the debate is over in the House of Commons, and that's been going on for two days and could exactly. go on for a while. So, yeah. um, I think a lot of MPs, a lot of opposition MPs, want to uh, speak on this issue because they feel that it's a direct attack on Canadian democracy. And they feel that it, it, it. You could see, and uh, and I've watched the debate in the House of Commons, and you could feel that the emotions mm-hmm. really rising to mm-hmm. the top for many MPs because because they feel this is it goes at the core of Canadian democracy.
0: Right. So this whole issue seems to have engulfed the government. Uh, but periodically, they kind of managed to poke their heads up and make an announcement, which they did <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> out of the Chinese interference. And <clears throat> the Foreign Affairs Minister, Melanie Jolie said that they were going to go for a seat at the United Nations Human Rights Council. So what's that all about?
1: Well, this is a council that looks at you know human rights violations in in uh, across the globe. So it's it is an, an interesting council, and for Canada, this is a you know a third attempt uh, that we will try in the last twenty years to get a seat in on uh, a major seat, if you want, uh, uh, on the United Nations uh, Council. We failed uh, last time around to get a seat on the uh, non permanent seat on the. Um, Security Council in the United Nations in 2010 and 2020. And that was very embarrassing and humiliation mm-hmm. on the international scene for Canada. Uh, and it felt we we all agree that Canada did not do its homework properly when we lost those two seats in 2010 and 2020, namely not being present in Africa. and That was a major uh, reason why we lost those seats, because African countries, Felt well, that Canada only get interested in African issues when there's a seat uh, that is available for them. So uh, diplomacy is important. Will Canada succeed this time around? Well, we're trying, uh, you know, in advance to convince other countries. But guess what? In the last federal budget, the uh, Trudeau government cut foreign aid by 1.3 billion dollars compared to last mm. year, and mm-hmm. that has been uh, raised by. Organization that tried to promote human rights across the globe. So maybe we already have a strike against us. The government says that we had we brought the uh, foreign aid budget to what it was before the pandemic. We we increased it temporarily during the pandemic to help countries, namely by providing vaccines to the developing countries, and also the Ukraine war. We you know increased uh, foreign aid in that department, but still the perception is that Canada only. Uh, care is when there's a seat <laughs> there's it available and we're trying to get it but uh, you know there are some some strikes against Canada already in, in the beginning of that race.
0: Right and I was reading that in 2018 the council assessed Canada's human rights obligations <laughs> and found that it had not fixed disparities I'm reading from this report here in the criminal yep. justice system and providing equitable services to indigenous people so Canada is not exactly seen as a white knight on on the international stage per se. It does have some marks against it.
1: Yes, exactly. And I would say that in that campaign to get that seat, the voice of Indigenous people in Canada will be important. If they say Canada is not doing enough to, as you say, fight inequalities that still prevail exist in Canada between uh, uh, Indigenous people and, and the rest of the society, then this is going to be a second strike against Canada. So it may be difficult to get that seat and, and the kind of campaign that Canada is trying to lead to get that seat. So it's you're right in saying. And we had visits from special rapporteurs from the UN uh, to examine the situation of indigenous people in Canada. And those reports that were produced after their visit you know, we're very embarrassing for Canada. So this is, you know, not going to be an easy task to win that seat again. Right.
0: And the seat, apparently the vote yeah. I'm reading will, will likely take place in 2026. And uh, so, so anyway, it, it's kind of off into the into the future, but it just shows you have to put your bid in and really work at it. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the seat will be available from 2028 to 2030. So exactly it's a two year yeah. mandate. Yeah. And in the meantime, while we lead that campaign, we may see a change of government that may have other priorities. See I know. if we have a if, if we have a conservative government, you know they may have different priorities, so they may put that campaign aside, and we'll you know I we'll, know. we'll see mean, what the future we're... holds. But that's on another. another Uh, uncertainty.
0: Right. I mean, we're 2023 now. We're talking three. It's like saying I want to fly to the moon, but it's a long way (laughs) off. Right. But anyway, they're indicating this is what they want to do. So, okay, let's move on to yesterday. Um, Kathy Wagenthal, who's a a conservative MP. She introduced a private members bill about protecting uh, pregnant women or, or, or amending the law so that pregnant women who are attacked um or get kind of consideration for the fact they're pregnant and the liberals reacted to that uh, what's going what are they saying what's happening
1: well this is these the liberals said this is a way backdoor into trying to reintroduce laws that would limit access to abortion so you could see that as being you know the unofficial start of the next federal election campaign because the Liberals have used that issue to their advantage in all campaigns in the last uh, three elections, uh, trying to portray the Conservative Party as a party that would take away uh, abortion rights from women. So the the Conservative MP who introduced that bill is saying this is not the case. This is just to make sure that pregnant women have, you know, uh, uh, protections against you know some some kind of attacks that will be otherwise criminalized and it's fall under uh, the criminal code already you know if, if you attack you there there are some um laws that you know prevent that from happening but she is saying that we uh that, that, that this is not the case but as you mentioned the liberals uh, coincidence or not we're saying we're announcing uh, extra funding for Making sure that uh, we have access to abortions in Canada, so the timing was interesting. And even though, like at the, the same
0: uh, time, they were having a news time, conference announcing uh, more like, than four million dollars to make sure exactly. that abortion was more available across the country, and then she was announcing her private members' bill at the same time.
1: Exactly. Now we have to remember that Pierre Podiev says he's pro-choice, so he's you know doesn't want to reopen the debate. However, he's saying that he will allow a free vote on private members' bill that would, you know, want to introduce that. So his MPs, his caucus, will be free to vote according to their conscience. But for some people, this is a way to reopen that debate. And so we've seen Liberals attacking already uh, the uh, private members' bill and also Pierre Paulieff's Conservatives' party. You know Pierre Poliev has been at the helm of the Conservative Party for uh, for eight months, and the Liberal Party are still trying to define who is Pierre Polyev. We saw a speech last Thursday from uh, Justin Trudeau at the Liberal Convention trying to frame him as somebody who would take away a lot of stuff that the Liberals uh, built over the years, over their mandate, uh, the national daycare program, for example, a price on pollution. And, and 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 this is going to be added to the list, I guess, take away rights from women to choose
0: right. And it's it's always that way every every yeah. election. Uh, yeah. although Pierre Poilievre has indicated he's pro-choice, he's been asked this in debates, but someone was suggesting that he might vote for Kathy Wagenthal's bill. Mm. So uh, I don't understand exactly if people say it's a bill that is going to, you know, move towards taking away women's rights to choose if he would vote for it. But I guess he'll, will he'll have to exp- explain that. Um, but anyway, I think this issue is, is going to be something to watch a little bit this week, too, because I understand the March for Life um, protest will be happening on the Hill that happens every year. And, yep. um, and, and, you know, of course, we saw what happened in the United States with rights being turned back. So this is an issue bubbling up here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have to underscore, though, that uh, private members' bills have little chance of becoming law because they're uh, put forward by MPs and the government decides what's what's the agenda in the House of Commons. But still, um, it, it, for some, this remains an issue that it will uh, keep them awake at night, you know, limiting access to abortion. Um, and then this, for them, represents a first step towards that uh, goal that the some conservative MPs would like to to do.
0: Okay, so for sure we'll be hearing more about that, and let's see where today goes. Right, we never know. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we don't know what will happen today. Something oh, interesting will happen, right?
1: It's it's like a politics these days is like a box of chocolates. It's full of surprise. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, there you go. J'aime ça les chocolats. Alors, it's all good. <laughs> so have a great day, Joël Denis, and I'll talk to you soon. And that was Joël Denis Bellavance, who's the Bureau Chief for La Presse. We understand uh, there is retaliation, uh, but we will not be intimidated. and We will continue to do everything necessary to keep Canadians protected from foreign interference. Now, let's take a look at what political columnists, commentators and editorialists are saying today. In an editorial, the Toronto Star asks if Canada is finally getting tough with China. The Star writes, Chinese diplomat Zhao Wei was handed his walking papers Monday. Accused of targeting Conservative MP Michael Chong, he was declared persona non grata by the Canadian government. It was not, as the Prime Minister noted, a decision to be made lightly, especially considering the certainty that China will inflict some price for this action Canada will pay a price, but it is a price worth paying to defend democratic principles and the vital role of politicians to represent Canadians without fear of foreign influence and threats, and to remind foreign diplomats that there are clear lines that cannot be crossed. In the Globe and Mail, Gary Mason argues Danielle Smith's shot at victory is being threatened by her own comments, He writes, Danielle Smith has found herself doing something this week she's become exceptionally good at, apologizing for her actions. This time, it was for comments she made about COVID-19 vaccines and restrictions during a podcast recorded in 2021. Her musings both in and out of office run the gamut from bizarre to nonsensical, from distasteful to dangerous and deeply offensive. It's hard to imagine a political institution that isn't the U.S. Republican Party electing someone so ill-suited to hold the position of leader as the UCP has done with Danielle Smith. It's also hard to imagine Albertans electing her on May 29th after everything she has said and done in her public life, including during her brief but tumultuous seven months in the Premier's office. Now, here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will attend the caucus meeting and question period. Deputy Prime Minister Kristia Freeland will arrive in Japan for the G7 Finance Ministers and Central Bank Governors' Meeting. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will attend the caucus meeting. He will also speak with reporters before attending question period. Defence Minister Anita Anand will hold a joint press conference with the Latvian Minister of Defence following a bilateral meeting in Ottawa. Immigration Minister Sean Fraser and Minister of Families Karina Gould will unveil the new Canadian passport. Minister Gould will also be delivering the closing remarks at the 2023 Exchange Conference in Ottawa. Environment Minister Stephen Guilbeault will attend the Montreal Climate Summit. And Official Languages Minister Jeanette Petipat-Taylor will take part in a news conference in Toronto to announce an investment in new technology to promote second language education. That's CPAC Today in Politics for Wednesday, May 10th. Tune into Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.